Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. It is Nakabi, which means the middle Sunday, the day eight of Aki Basho in Tokyo. My name's Amy. I'm here tonight with Dave. Happy Nakabi to you. Thank you and happy Nakabi to you. Thank you and happy Nakabi to all of our listeners around the world. It's a day to celebrate, a day to reflect, a day where you need to face the reality that sumo is now on the way out. <laughs> oh, no. This basho. I don't mean sumo as a concept. I mean this basho now starts to come to an end. No, and today the action that we saw in the Makuchi division means that sumo is absolutely very much not out as a concept. No. It is alive and well. It is a very vital concept that still has a lot of new things to show us. Well, yesterday we dubbed the Saturday night strange Saturday because we did see quite a few interesting things, a few things we hadn't seen for a while. But today I think needs a subtitle under Nakabi. Mm. We were toying around, do we just call it Strange Sunday? Yeah, I mean, that's the simple way, isn't it? It's a simple way, but it's not the way we work around mm, here. It's not the best. Uh, we're calling this the MMW. This is the mad midweekend. Because really, you can't understand today without yesterday. Yeah. I think we really need to look at these two days as a whole and maybe then we can try to make some sense from what we've seen. It's a concept. It's a feeling. It had a, it's a vibe. Today had a different feel from yesterday. And yes. Like yesterday yes. was wall-to-wall madness. Mm. Today started off, it, it lulled us into this false sense of security. Hey, strange Saturday, it's over. Mm. It's not going to be, it's a new day. But it just got more bonkers as time went mm. on. It was like, oh, you know, maybe we don't need to talk about this one tonight. Oh, no, we do. No. Next one, oh, maybe this one. Oh, no, we'll talk about that as well. Yeah. Just everything. Let's everything. talk about everything. Um, before we kick off, just a thank, uh, thanks to Caleb for yes. your donation to the Sumo Mainichi Sake Fund. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, your support means everything to us. Legend. Thank you so much. And if you want to donate to that as well, it's sumomainichi at gmail.com through PayPal. And uh, we use the money very wisely for sake or unwisely for sake. <laughs> Depends <laughs> the jury on what you is think out. of drinking sake. Hey, I've got to say, mm. when a day kicks off with an Atami Fuji bout, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm leaning forward. That's I, I want to look it? at what's going on. Yeah, and it's happened two days in a row now. Uh, today he was against Aoyama and he simply kept his hands out in front of him and kept advancing. Aoyama was doing a bit of a hand-waving, flailing business. His sumo is not really working for him at the moment and Atami Fuji was just able to rack up another white dot, the Shiraboshi. And move to seven and one. Yeah. I mean, Atami Fuji just doing the sumo that gets the win. <laughs> I, I want to just talk quickly about Aoyama. He's two and six now at Maegashira 14. The signs are not good. I worry about the people uh, he beat. I need to look at who, <laughs> who that <laughs> who was. Who did he beat? Well, Nishiki Fuji. Okay, well. And Chiyoshoma, both no, okay. terrible time of it. Yep. Let's move on. Well, we should say that Atami Fuji with that win is seven and one. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, and in the lead. Uh, Miyogiryu gave Dai Shoho a couple of quick slaps on the back as they were locked mm. up. Little tap, tap, and then uh, smashed him down to the dirt. It's a dis the, <laughs> the distraction tap. That's mm. so hard to say. It is. The distraction tap. We commented on it. I think this special, uh, someone else did it as the 
Ah, uh, who was that? Distract with one hand and then you pull down straight away. Yeah, I can't. There's been oh, a lot the of bow, I can't remember it. But see, this takes it to another level because everyone knows now if someone slaps you on the back, something's coming. Yeah. Yeah. He gave him a second <laughs> slap, which completely uh, threw Dayshaw Hall off the case there. Uh, so Mjogidiu now moves to six and two. Yep. Stays with the leaders, uh, Dayshaw Hall two and six. Chia Shoma gave us a gift today on the mid- Weekend, mid, madness, mid-weekend. Uh-oh. Hang on. Mid, no, uh, mad mid-weekend. Mad mid-weekend. It needs some workshopping. I remember that it was mid-weekend, but I couldn't. It should <laughs> oh, be no, mid, mad, mad weekend. Mad middle weekend. Yeah. Yeah. But you said mid. Yeah, well. To make it cool. <laughs> I don't think it was cool. <laughs> well, on the uh, Sunday day of Mad Midweekend, Shoma gave us this gift and it was yeah. a henker. We've been waiting for it to come. It was a beautiful, pure henker. Yeah, it was, its, wasn't uh, it? its purest yeah. form, quite a lot of air there. Hand straight on the back of Nishiki Fuji's uh, Mawashi as well. Just a real clean move around the back. He didn't win straight from there, but... Um, Nishiki Fuji was in a bad position there and Chiyoshoma was able to pick up his second win. I mean, the only moment of uh, norm, uh, normality in this weekend was seeing Chiyoshoma do a hanker and one for which I do not uh, begrudge him at all. No, it was fine. Is it a dog act? You bet it is. Yes. But should he have done this today? Oh, yeah, because this is only his second win. Yeah. He beat Tsurugisho, which uh, oh, I no, just How did he do that? Look up. Not sure. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> Nishiki Fuji, he's four and four. And speaking of Tsurugisho. Yeah, so Tsurugisho, he continued his winning ways. He broke through a quite strong Takara Fuji defence today. Uh, Tsurugisho moves to six and two, Takara Fuji four and four. It might have been uh, part of this strange day, but we saw now, a second henker. And when I think of who I might see that henker from, <laughs> there's a few candidates. Oh, there's, there's quite a few candidates. We've seen it from but Midori if was, Fuji. If I was to ask you who is the least likely to do it, yeah. we might get closer. Yeah. Hokuseiho would be a name up there mm. that I would not really expect a henker to come out from. I don't think he really pulled it off either. So it was only in the replay that I realised that he was attempting to move around the side. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't really class it a full henker or even a meet and move. It was just kind of a stumble to the side. Well, he'd obviously been inspired by Chiyoshoma. He would have been <laughs> sitting on, you know, by the doyo as that happened. He mm. thought, I could probably pick up a quick win here. Yeah, I'm pretty quick. I'm pretty quick. I could jump to the side. Yeah. <laughs> so it led to the win against Kodoshoho. He was able to come back hard at him and uh, take him out to pick up his Fourth win, so Hokuseiho four and four. Uh, Kodoshoho two and six. Very early on in the day, uh, we had Takiyasu versus Mitakumi and the Tokyo crowd lit up. They knew what was what with they, this bout. They knew what was what. We've got Takiyasu. He's with the leaders. Four or 5,000 people at the Kokuki Khan were trying not to think about a Yusho prospect mm. here, mm. but they could not contain themselves. And they knew that in his opponent today, Mitakuyumi, there's a lot of promise. Yep. A lot of promises. A lot of promises from him. from him. That record we spoke about yesterday, I think that it was 21 9, uh, Takiyasu's way coming into that, uh, into this bout today. But the Tokyo crowd, they were wiping the slate clean. They knew. 
that Strange Sunday, aka Mid Mad Middle Weekend, <laughs> would deliver. And I'll tell you what, the opening of this bout, this was raw sumo. It was fantastic, it wasn't, wasn't it? it? Good. No belt grabs, just two ricochet slamming themselves into each other, trying to find an advantage. It was red hot. The crowd couldn't believe what they were seeing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it was very, very evenly matched here. It was. They were pushing each other back and then going for the pull as well. And they both tried it. They were both um, trying to do the thing where you, you push and then you suddenly pull back. Well, we saw it. We saw it. The best pull probably came from Takiyasu. And it, but Mitaki Umi was just too stable and it really didn't result in anything. They then locked up. Mitaki Umi looked concerningly low for me here. Mm. And you know, at this point we see Takiyasu standing high. I'm thinking, are we in for one of these two or three minute lockups that we've seen from That's Takiyasu? That's where I was worried. I was less worried about Mitaki Umi being low and more worried for Takiyasu being in a lockup at all. That's where my mind went. But we haven't seen that in quite a while from no. Takiyasu. Just the trauma, just the Takiyasu trauma. So many areas it it impinges into. We have a lot of Takiyasu baggage. And and by we, I mean the sumo community. So you see this lock-up position, you think, all right, well, I might go uh, pop the kettle on (laughs) because we'll be here for a while. But it was actually Mitakumi who initiated here, went for the leg grab. Mm. Hmm. Mitakumi's legs are pretty big. Oh, Takiyasu's? Oh, Mitakiumi went for the grab. Yeah. Takiyasu's leg. Yeah. A pretty, they're both big size. Yeah, oh, look, they are. I mean, look, in the end, we'll jump to the end here. Uh, didn't work no. for Mitakiumi and Takiyasu rolled him down. I, I liked that Mitakiumi was improvising mm. here. This is not something that he's particularly no. known for. No, we don't seem to. But it. I do feel that he, he found himself in this lockup a little lower than he would have liked. And I guess when he's sitting there thinking... I can see a leg. Maybe I could do it. He's like, I'm not usually this low. There's all this stuff down here I could be doing. Why am I wasting time up here in the top half where I could be doing some fun stuff down here? Yeah, if I can take one of these legs out, Takiyasu might fall over. Yeah, Yeah, it didn't work though. I mean, this was a, I I thought this was a great bout and just shows the, you know, the depth. This was so early on in the day and such a great bout. Takiyasu moves himself to seven and one. Move on, move on. Nope. I'm not going to move on. Oh. I'm fully committed now. Oh. I'll, Takiyasu, oh, no. you show. Let oh, me finish. No. Let me finish. I'm in. He can do it. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the past pain. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Okay. This is it. Diving in. I'm diving in. I'm prepared to suffer the hurt. I'm making myself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I gotta go straight to the shops tomorrow <laughs> and get some comfort things. Some comfort foods. What's what's your comfort? The things that I provide you comfort. Oh, uh, chocolate, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna need oh, a lot of chocolate. Need to go and get some chocolate. Maybe some nice new house plants. Yeah. <laughs> for the studio. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, nothing can. The only thing that will really help. I mean, house plants are great. Mm. Chocolate's great. The only thing that will really satisfy me, though, is Takiyasu holding the big cup up. Yeah. Yep. A Takiyasu speech, a Takiyasu oh. dream. The dream. Mitaku Mi yes. 5 and 3. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, now moving on. Fine. I have to move on, yes. <laughs> there was a monoe after the a next bout against uh, with Endo against Oho 
And it led to a reversal of the decision. I always think it's interesting when this happens, when it's seen wrong. It's not that common. You called this straight mm. away. Yeah, I don't so think you even needed to see a replay. You said this has to be a reversal. Yeah. The replay showed uh, that it was actually Endo had put his foot out first. Am I right? Or was it the arm down? Uh, the arm down, I think he mm. flew out. It was a good bout. It was a great Oho, bout. Oho yeah. did all right here and uh, moved Endo around and got him out. But Oho was balancing up on the... Tawara, yeah. and and he his toe rocked over and dug a little hole into the dirt and then flicked the worst <laughs> oh, thing that yeah. you don't want to happen. Flick that dirt up so it's really really obvious that your toe's actually gone in there. Yeah, that's why they have the uh, the soft dusty stuff yeah. outside the Tawara, so you know. So Endo five and three after that loss, Oho two and six mm-hmm. needed that one. Uh, on offshore. Today he met the charge of Kim Borzan and then pulled down hard, sending Kim Borzan to the dirt. Mm. Now you detected a bit of a wry smile from Kim Borzan after this one. What's behind that? I think he uh, didn't see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right about that. I he think got he a got a big shot old surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think he expected to lose so quickly against someone like Onosho. He is in form. Uh, he was going to stay with that uh, second leader pack, second. The second group. Second group, yep. that's right. And I just was looking for it to go a different way, I think. Well, you can't underestimate Onosho at the moment. He moves to 5-3 and with that loss, Kim Bozan is the same score. The match between Midori Fuji and Ryudan, I got really excited here because uh, Midori Fuji won with his signature move, yep. Katasukashi. Yep. And I thought, here we go, I'm going to look up, you know, when's the yeah, last when's... <laughs> time he got Katasukashi because I I haven't seen it for ages, he hasn't been doing it. Um, it hasn't, that whether or not he's been trying it, hasn't been coming off for him. And I found that the last time that he had done a Katasukashi was day three day of this three. special. Wow. It feels that, I mean, that feels like only <laughs> just, uh, only five days ago, but in fact... It, <laughs> there's so much sumo. Time goes yeah, uh, so slowly and extraordinarily quickly at the same time. Exactly right. In Basho. But uh, another Kataskashi for Midori Fuji. That's two <laughs> this time around in Aki. This one was against Ryudan and he ends up on three and five Midori Fuji. Ryudan, two and six. Uh, Koroeko... Hankered Gonoyama. Yes. I, I don't know how to this sugarcoat is, this one, but... When we really realised it was mad mid-weekend. Well, we, we had a few clues, but this was the one where we were like, huh. Yeah. He's only... This is his... Uh, it led to a loss. Well, we should say <laughs> Gonoyama read this like a book. Yeah. But it was only Kotoeko's second loss in a row. It wasn't like he'd lost six or, you know, a million in a well, row. But he, he, no, but He'd Koro- lost yesterday. Kotoweko's coming into this one on one, no, sorry, two, four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. It's not so bad. No. And I don't, I can't remember Kotoweko ever hankering in the time I've been watching. I him. can't remember either. I mean, I'm, Dr. Um, ben Marshman might have other statistics. Yeah. But, we'll have to investigate yeah. that spreadsheet if you could, Ben, because I cannot remember another Kotoweko hanker. Yeah. Third hanker of the day too. Yeah, I know. Not a good look. Uh, So as we said, Kotoeko two and six. Gonoyama stays with the uh, second group on six wins and two losses. Asanyama came up against Meisei. There was no funny business today in this bout, at least. It was one of the more straightforward ones. (laughs) Asanyama locked up Meisei's arms, forced him to retreat 
And I'm going to give that as a much needed win for Asanyama as well. He's not really playing for anything. He's not in the Sanyaku. So why is this a much needed win? No, Just because it is. Well, it is because all eyes are on Asanyama and he has had famously over the last few days some well, he had that run of four losses. He lost to Nishikiki, Takakesho, Kirishima, Hoshori, all Sanyaku. But, you know, I mean, he is essentially in our minds a Sanyaku Rikishi. And over the last two days, he's picked up wins now against the Magashira. So you think, is he Sanyaku ready? Yeah. Yep. You have well, to doubt it. Well, you have to doubt it a little bit. that score at least. May say he's three and five. All right, let's get into the Sanyaku bouts for Nakabe, Daesho, Sekiwake up against Komasubi, Nishikigi. Nishikigi moved forward in that way that he does. It doesn't look like he's expending a lot of effort, but he can move people back doing this. But in Nishikigi throwing everything he could at Daesho to move him back, Nishikigi went down as uh, Daesho stepped over the bales. So this was given to Daesho and... Things were looking regulation here. Um, Nishikigi had stepped off. Daesho had stepped uh, back to his uh, part of the doyo to accept the uh, envelopes. And then something weird happened. Yeah, well, uh, it was a monoe, but a very late stage monoe, one of the latest ones oh. I think I've ever seen called. So, yeah, I mean, did Daesho actually have the envelopes in his hand? If he didn't, he was, was about, about to, to give, give them. them. I don't think he had to give them back. That would have been even worse, actually, <laughs> if yeah. you, you're holding them in your hand. I'm trying to think of whether I saw that. I don't no, think so. Sure. Give it back. Uh, but it was we went back and watched the Shimpan after and um, the Shimpan closest to where they went out, didn't call it, looked fine, was just looking around, then glanced over to the head Shimpan and then looked a bit surprised and then put his hand up. So I think he was obviously told to call it and told yep. that it needed to be a monoe, even though he was watching the whole thing. Well, I, yeah, I mean, he, he was right there. He didn't call it, but it, you're exactly right that it felt like he was prompted to call the monoe. My understanding was that any of the shimpan can call a monoe. Yeah, I think It doesn't so. just have to be the shimpan closest to where the uh, action happened. No, no, I guess so. But it was just weird because it looked like he was told yeah. to call it rather than someone else calling it. Well, he was happy That's what he's saying. It. Someone else could have called exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. in the end, it, it, the replay showed that this shimpan was exactly right. Uh, it was given the right way. Um Daesho should have got the win, but just very weird. It was strange, this one. Daesho, uh, with that weird win, is four and four. Nishikigi, the same score. And this is where things uh, got a little bit even more unhinged. Oh, my God. Konowaka yeah. versus Hokuto Fuji. And it looked like a mata, like a regulation one, where they both kind of went. I guess the way in which it wasn't a regulation one is that they both went. That's exactly right. They both mistimed at the same time. Yeah. So the bit where I thought it should have been a mutter is that they both thought it was a mutter and they stopped moving. So they went, oh, we'll go back to our position. Nothing happened. There was no call. and They had to go. I guess because it was judged that they had both gone well, honestly. I, I guess so. And I guess from, you know, the, the Georgie's point of view, they have both gone at the same time. Yep. It's been an accepted start. It's Jeez, just this then was... both of them accepted that it was a was stop. on. Oh, no. And person, then yeah. that it was yeah. on, back on yeah. again. This so, is very weird. Very yeah. Weird. Nothing was called. They had to keep going. 
Uh, I think it affected uh, Konawaka's balance quite a bit because Hokuto Fuji was able to come at him and push him around the doyo and he overbalanced fully over. He had to put his hands down. So it went for Hokuto Fuji yeah. after a very strange start. Yeah, uh, not a great surprise to see Hokuto Fuji uh, pounce on this opportunity that was yes. handed to him. It's very Hokuto Fuji to be quick on the uptake. Yep, he's like, oh, well, I'll just keep going. Hokuto Fuji, five and three. Uh, Kodonawaka, four and four. Next up, we had poor old Tamawashi at Magashira three uh, up against Sekiwake Wakamoto Haru. Tamawashi having an absolute awful time of it. He's coming into this on zero and seven, the longest road to Kachikoshi possible. And you can really tell from the touchy eye that Tamawashi knew that he couldn't let Wakamoto Haru get close or this was going to be a very quick bout. So he was thrusting, trying to keep uh, Wakamoto Haru at bay. But there was a sense of inevitability with this bout, wasn't mm. there? Yeah, he was, he's just not moving in the way he usually moves. I thought this time he was the closest to <laughs> a win actually okay. because his his thrusts were landing more than they have before. But, yeah, the, the timing is off. And and we saw the timing go off. And it's a pity because actually here Tamawashi went on the attack but Wakamoto Haru just slipped out of the way of one of those incoming attacks and overbalanced and it was a Wakamoto Haru win. So that's our first Makakoshi in Makuchi. Oh, and it's Tamawashi. Feels that, bad. That feels awful. Yep. Ugh. Contributes to uh, mad midweekend for shorts. Good news story though. Uh, Wakamoto Haru is six and two. He's mm. now six straight wins. That is very good news. His uh, fan club were in the house today, and they were very happy about it. Kirishima came up next against Takanosho. Takanosho, where is this? Okay, Takanosho, when you need it. Where has this Takanosho been since he's slipped from Sekiwake? Yep. Not this was dominant. Let out of the cage very often, oh, I don't think. Boy. But today he channeled it. He channeled the perfect timing. He channeled the hard pushes. And he just came at Kirishima like a beast and pushed it pushed him straight out. Kirishima looking really surprised. He he was pushed all the way off the do, ended up down with the shimpan. And they showed a close-up of his face after, and it was he was really surprised. Yeah, well. I was surprised. Kirishima was surprised. Yeah, I mean, this was just, this was perfect sumo from Takanosho today. I mean, if he could do this 11 or 12 times a basho, yeah, he would be sure. winning you show. Like, <laughs> yeah. this was fantastic and a real glimpse into Takanosho of 2019, and he 2020. Got an, an interview because he beat Nozeki and that's what you get an interview for these days. <laughs> I don't uh, mind that. It was a lovely interview and uh, I hope he takes some heart from this win today and moving to four and four because it was great to see him mm, uh, with that certainly. success. Uh, with that loss, uh, Kirishima is five and three. Hoshoryu and Ura. Magashira yeah. 4 were fighting in the second last bout of the day. This one, I, I don't quite understand what went wrong here for Hoshori, but it went wrong. It went very wrong. So, I, I, I mean, you described it perfectly. It was like Hoshoryu predicted that Ura would go low. Yep. And his touchy eye was to come out and try to push Ura down. Straight down. Straight down. That didn't work. He didn't even move him by a centimetre. No. He didn't even drop. 
No. Ura. Ura is very comfortable being that low. And I think so. Yeah. And, and from here, it, it just seemed to throw Hoshori off that that didn't work. Ura was low, forced Hoshoryu back. Hoshoryu, in response, had to throw his weight forward to try to counter that movement from Ura. Uh, he was out of control. Ura saw the opportunity and he slapped Hoshoryu down. A good win for Ura. Great win for Ura. But another sign that Hoshoryu's confidence is not there this time around. Is it, is it the pre-planning is wrong? It's funny you say that because I will just say that this bout from Ura looked like he had planned it out. I don't think it's the case at all, but I like those bouts where it looks like somebody has perfectly executed three moves. <laughs> but, but to me, this wasn't about Ura perfectly executing moves. I saw this as Hoshoryu committing to something that wasn't the right thing to commit to mm. and not being open. Yeah, and that's... Not, not taking the sumo that's coming at him. That's why the way the uh, bout played out was so interesting because, yeah. as you say, it was very much Hoshoryu's yeah. uh, mistake or choice of move. But the way I saw it was it looked like Ura had executed these these things perfectly. Why not both .jpg? <laughs> yeah. yeah, true, yep. true. So Ura's now beaten <laughs> Sekiwake Daisho and Ozeki Hoshoryu. Not a bad couple of scalps there for what, him. Ura's, Ura's score is five and three. I mean, he's looking really good. Yep. It's looking great. Final bout, Tobizaru Takakesho. Hopefully we'll have a nice, predictable <laughs> way to finish off this weekend of madness. Can I tell you that the crowd by this stage, you said they were hyped oh, about they were, 10 bouts ago, but yeah. now they were going off. There was a few uh, high bodies uh, <laughs> consumed and there was a lot of yelling. There was shouting up until the moment the bout yep. started. Like there I was no that. silence before. Yep. People couldn't contain their enthusiasm. Yep. And we know that uh, Tobi Zaru coming into this had a winning record against uh, Takakesho. He was 5-4 in their head-to-head. And so he came in confident. And I think he would have come in confident anyway. He just exudes confidence. This guy never thinks that he's going to lose. Well, I think it's another example of Tobi Zaru going, step into my world. Yes. That's how I saw it today. I think he did. His thrusts were landing better towards the start of the bout at least. Uh, he was pushing Takakesho around. He pushed him to the side. Some of Takakesho's thrusts were landing. At one stage he landed a real heavy one. Yeah, they, they were, but they weren't They weren't really opening up anything for to, uh, on Tobizaru. He, he could take it and then he was always moving laterally yes. so that that Takakesho couldn't follow up with that second thrust that often seals the deal. I think because he knows how to move so well, Tobizaru, he's not taken by surprise by Takakesho's pushes. Yeah. He's able to adapt to it because he knows how to move across the doyo. He knows how to kind of run around or stagger around or, like you say, move yeah. laterally. And he can recover. He kept his balance. At one stage he did flirt with a hand on the belt. It was so quick. Yeah, I, I saw that and I'm like, don't. Don't Not do now. It. Not now. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, so he took it back off. He heard you. And he kept the feet wide and shoved Takakesho down off the toe. Yeah. Well, Takakesho landed very awkwardly here. He did. He did. Um, struggled to get up. Yeah. Maybe struggling to breathe a little bit. I don't know if he was winded. I did start thinking, you know, is it the the neck and the, the nerve thing again? Because oh, we've God, seen him yeah. be unable to move from that 
injury, but he did manage to wobble himself back onto the basho, but it looked a bit... Oh, up onto the yuck. doyo. Uh, up, up onto yeah. the doyo. Yeah. It, um, it was a bit yikes, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and look, they showed footage of him walking back down the Hanamichi too, and Takakesho looked a little wobbly. Mm. I, I mean... Yeah, not not great scenes there. Takakesho, you know, up until now has put himself into a very strong position to retain that Ozeki status. He's now five and three, only three wins away. Mm. Well, both or two out of the three Ozeki, the two who are Kataban, are both five and three, Takakesho and Kirishima. Hoshori, three and five, he might be on the way to adding himself God. or to becoming the... Karaban Ozeki next time around in his first uh, tournament as Ozeki, but then not having a great time in the Ozeki ranks. It's it's the worst rank, isn't it? But I can tell you the leaderboard, and it's the same as yesterday, in fact. Magashira 7, Takiyasu, and Magashira 15, Atami Fuji, both on 7 and 1. And then behind, uh, we culled uh, this group a little bit today, and what's le- who are left are Wakamoto Haru, Gonoyama, Miyogiryu, and Tsurugisho. Okay, let's have a look at a few bouts from tomorrow. I'm just scanning my eyes over this uh, Torakumi. Here is Atami Fuji fighting Kimbozan. First bout of the day? No, it's oh. the seventh bout of the day. Oh, he's coming up. Uh, now, I don't know how this is possible, but Sumo DB has Kimbozan and Atami Fuji as having never met. Uh-huh. It feels impossible. Yeah, it especially It feels like they've both been around jury at the same sumo time. Sumo DB take into account. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. as well, uh, don't All they? divisions, yep. Wow. 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 Statistical anomaly. Is it? Is it this, the long weekend of madness? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Uh, Takiyasu takes on Koroeko. Yes. Tomorrow uh, they have a 1-1 one, one record. He anchors him again. Ah, well. Just absolutely do not. better not. Uh, at the end of the day, let's have a look who our Ozeki have. We have Hoshoryu up against Sekiwake Kodnawaka mm. to finish the day. We have Ura taking on Kirishima. Yeah. Good boy. And Gonoyama gets his first shot at Takakesho. Oh, goodness. Gonoyama Takakesho. Uh, yep. That's a big opportunity for Gonoyama. Who would want to be Ozeki? Mm. Oh, he's Magashira 5. That makes sense, actually. But it, as usual, I, I realise that I haven't concreted Gonoyama as uh, being in the joy. Well, you know, I, I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that he was over-promoted. Yeah. He was at Magashira yeah. 13 back in July and a 10-5 sees him at Magashira 5. That's why. Well, I love uh, this matchup tomorrow. Oh, God. Thank you for joining us today. Hopefully we get into Mediocre Monday and things just settle down a bit and put the madness of this weekend behind us. But thank you so much for joining us uh, today and we'll be here to bring you all the action from day nine from the Akibasho. See See you then. See you then. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.